0: You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation.
1: Hey, Jordan. Your usual drink tonight? Yes, thank you. So, where's Eric and Ryan? Uh, they're on their way.
2: I wanted to listen to your latest podcast, but where can I download the episodes again?
1: You can download all our episodes at movieguyspodcast.podme.com. You can also find us on every social media platform.
2: Every social media platform? That's awesome. Hey, it looks like your friends are here. Let me get the first round for you guys. <laughs>
1: Hello, all you cool cats and kittens. I'm excited to talk about Tiger King. I cannot believe I'm so excited to talk about Tiger King. Uh, Two months ago, I never even heard of this shit. Eric, how the hell are you?
2: Uh, I guess I could be doing better than we're talking about. This this feels like it was one of the worst trends to remind us of an even worse time in this pandemic. A few things shined and one thing uh, was able to shine no bigger. Than Joe Exotic and his uh, Tampa Bay rifle, right? Right. <laughs> uh, Ryan, you had to binge this like this week. Did, did you watch all of it? Were you able to, to accomplish such a, such a feat?
0: Yeah, I watched I watched all of it. I watched most of it in one, one day. I had a day off work. I sat and watched, I think, the last four episodes. Gripping television, yeah? No, not really. Were you clued? Were you really? Glued to your seat, mm.
2: just just uh just letting it roll off, and it was just an easy watch. Just excited to yeah.
0: Like I'm super surprised this uh this is as popular as it is. Like, cause it's it's not too interesting. I don't think. What are you talking about? This is totally fucking interesting. I will
1: have to say this that Gina and I have been seeing advertising on Netflix for like weeks. Tiger King, Tiger King, Tiger King. We both were like, what the fuck is this? And then people at my work are like, have you seen Tiger King? And we're like, no. So when we pressed play to watch this, we literally thought we were going to watch a documentary about some redneck and some tigers. We had no idea that we were going to have meth addicts, crack addicts, people that are gay that are not actually gay, murder mystery. Like, this thing is the greatest soap opera ever. Ever.
2: Yeah, there's a a whole world within, like, a a whole crazier world within an even trashier world, I guess. And um, the the horrible thing about it is that these people are, uh, um, I guess, in a business that is so, you know, like, you need to be empathetic towards these cats, and it feels like half of them are and half of them are not, and that's even more to hear about in the in this story in it, it kind of makes it worth it because you feel less for the characters in their consequence
1: because you side with the cats Ryan you've never seen this before so do you have a favorite character then
0: um let's see the the character I like the most are you were you wanting one of the main three no Joe just, Carol no, or Bagavon? no just just somebody that you really liked. The one I really liked was the zoo manager, the guy with no legs. Oh, I liked him too. I liked him, and then I liked um, Carol's uh, dead husband's former secretary, oh. just because she had she had one of the best lines in the entire thing, where the producer asks if um, uh, what she would hope would come out of uh, if if they ever solved the case of uh, Carol Baskin's missing husband. And he asked, "Would you?" He asked her, "Would you want to see them uh, go to prison?" And she said, "I would love to see justice served, but I'm not greedy." (laughs) It's just great folksy wisdom. It's wonderful. It's um, it's one one of
2: those uh, bigger highlights of the episode too. Is the will change to if what is it or my disappearance? Yeah. Or the dis- disappearance in my death or disappearance of or something like that, right? Just uh, crazy stuff. Because, uh, well, I-, I don't know what you guys think of that. Um, it does <laughs> seem to me through internet rumor that uh, <laughs> Carol-, Carol Baskin's uh, first husband, second husband, whatever people are trying to say, that he very well may have been doing some some drug moving right like he'll be moving some bricks from
1: from the islands to uh you know to to Florida for the keys oh i definitely believe it i mean carol basket was also a hooker right i mean the documentary didn't say that but she clearly was
0: right
2: well come on now we're all selling something right jordan i'm just (laughs) i'm just saying
0: but i mean like you know The, the drug yeah the drug um Smuggling aspect makes sense because nobody could tell for certain how much money he had. And he was burying shit in the ground so nobody would find it. Now, interesting theory
1: to think about. Do you think that Carol Basket I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to have to do this. Carol Basket. Carol fucking Baskin. Carol
0: fucking Baskins. That bitch, Carol Baskins Killed her husband. Whacked him. Yeah. Fed him to a tiger. Anyway... Um, I, I,
1: I, I just had to do that. God bless TikTok. So, since there could be a possibility of her ex-husband who has died, um, allegedly, uh, allegedly also smuggling drugs, could it be that she was, uh, approached by a rival drug gang, a la Scarface, and was like, we're gonna kill your husband, shut the fuck up. And she yeah. actually didn't kill him, but... He, the rival gang did see the the other very uh, uh telling part
2: of this is the night of uh with the interaction with her police brother so that's not really really looking to her favor uh when something like that happens when she what leaves in the middle
1: of the night yeah none of it out of it makes sense
2: yeah so um that's a big red flag um a lot this last stuff doesn't add up oh the um sardine oil comment later on
1: yeah i mean like that was clearly oj right if i were to kill her this is how i would do it i mean that's pretty much what she just did right like what are you guys referring to um there was a part of, in the documentary when she was like well the i mean like if you want a tiger to eat a man i mean like, you gotta you gotta douse him in sardine oil
0: Oh, oh, when they when the tiger tried to take Joe's shoe, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So oh, okay. yes, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So she says that, and it's like that O.J. book that came out that said, "If I would have killed her, this is how I would have done I it." If I did That's it, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's that. Uh, my favorite character is actually none of the main characters. My favorite character, which is also my wife's favorite character, I believe, uh, Joe Exotic's campaign manager. Oh yeah, that guy, the uh, the libertarian.
0: Yeah, he, he also has one of the best lines in the show, where he's, where he's talking about, he's like, you know, I was working with the government, well, I'm a libertarian, so technically, fuck the government, but, like, I was working with them. <laughs> right.
1: I mean, I liked him because, for like, for, like, the first five minutes of being introduced to the campaign manager, I was like, oh, this guy's level-headed. Okay, we're gonna get somebody who's not crazy. And then, sure, shit, he falls off the rails, but... I, I was I was interested to see who who would be Joe's uh, you know Joe Exotic's campaign manager. Okay, so let's just get off the care of basket thing real quick. I don't want this whole episode to be about this murder mystery. Tiger King. You about know about that bitch from Florida? <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that this world existed. Now I'm not naive enough to know that. Of course, I know that people own exotic animals, uh, but th- what Joe Exotic owned over
0: two thousand tigers? <laughs> Like 200, 200, yeah, 227. Yeah. I didn't know private zoos were a thing you could legally do in I this di- country.
1: I didn't know you could do it. And then, and then, and, but then you got Carol basket, who is big cat rescue, who says that she's rescuing these animals from evil people, quote unquote, like Joe exotic and keep them in cages. And then she takes tigers and puts them in cages and kind of does the
2: same thing,
1: right? The only difference is that she doesn't pay her workers; they're volunteers.
2: Uh, okay, let's be let's be serious. Like, some of them workers gotta get paid. Uh, they're not. Well, okay, I get that she's like promoting that her employees are volunteers because it looks good that they're doing it for their good graces. That they're here for the cats; they're here to rescue and. It's cats first, and then these volunteers are, are second, you know. But listen, that's a lie. People people are getting paid. Are you serious? Like I, I, I actually I, not I not actually everyone. Think she... not, no, I, I will definitely say that there are plenty of volunteers there. I'm sure, but if you were to look at the whole big picture, I, I mean, of course, we know that Carol and her husband are are getting paid, and I would imagine that you know probably some of the of the you know handlers and, and maybe groundskeepers probably too, right? But there, there have to be, there
1: has to be people getting paid. Maybe, I, I I don't know. I, I, I personally don't think so. But I don't want to go on for hours about Ryan. You've never seen this before. I know Eric and I've seen this multiple. I mean, like I've seen this twice because this is so ridiculous. Um, Ryan, I gotta know your opinion right off the bat. What do you think of Joe Exotic?
0: Uh, I feel like he's somebody I would not like to meet in person. Um he's i understand the attraction to him because he's outlandish you know but i feel like that's i don't want to say forced but i feel like he he puts on that character like joe exotic is a character for him because like they have these little moments here and there where he's not on i guess and he has like a completely different vibe and like There'll be moments when he realizes that the camera's on or, like, the producer's next to him or he's just on because a certain person is nearby. Um, But, yeah, I don't—I honestly don't think I would get along with somebody like Joe Exotic. Well, to go of Joe Exotic,
1: this guy has to be brilliant, right? Because how in the hell can you get two heterosexual males to marry you
0: and not be gay? But clearly, have homosexual sex with you. Easy peasy. Give them drugs. drugs. Yeah, because young and impressionable, they love drugs, guns, and ATVs. That's all you need.
1: Yeah. Now, see to me, that's stupid. I can only speak for me. But if if I go work at a private zoo and a guy's like, here's here's a bunch of weed and and guns in America, I'm gonna put my dick in your butt.
0: No. No, you're no, you're not. First do you think of, Joe is the giver, not the receiver yeah, in this but scenario? Yeah, I was
2: to say, man, you, you assumed automatically. Yeah.
1: Well, you, fine, fine. Hey, I want you to put your dick. No, I do not find that attractive. So these guys saying, I actually had a problem with that, and the reason I'm bringing that up is that I actually had a problem with these guys, uh, the husbands of Joe Exotic, saying that, well, I'm not actually gay. Yeah, but you willingly engage in homosexual sex with them, so clearly you are. Or maybe I'm just confused.
0: No, I mean, there's a there's this thing called the Kinsey scale. Um, there's a movie uh, from, I think it's 2002, 2003, yep. stars Liam Neeson. As Dr. Kinsey, um, yep. Yeah, I know the movie. Um, It's a really good movie. Guys out there in, in the movie, guys, land viewers, uh, it's a good movie. You watch it. Uh, you see Peter Sarsgaard's penis. Anyways, um, the Kinsey scale, uh, I don't know the numbers, but. Um, it's your, it's your heterosexuality on a scale from like your sexuality from heterosexual to homosexual. And I think it's like 90% of people fall somewhere on the scale, not at the ends. So like you can be like, I am heterosexual. I'm married, very happy relationship. But there are men, right? That I can look at and say, that's an attractive dude. I can object to, like, that's an attractive dude. That doesn't make me like that puts me not on the complete end of the Kinsey scale for for heterose- heterosexual. Now I'm not gonna say like I'm I'm willing to stick my dick in a dude for some meth, but like people fall on these scales. Okay. I mean I guess I couldn't
1: believe that the younger husband offed himself pretty much almost on camera. Right? We saw the flash. I and mean, was, uh, uh, yeah. you know, was that pretty much? Was that an yeah. was that an accident or was that an actual suicide? I, I didn't understand that point of the movie.
2: Well, it, well I guess we'll, we'll never know.
1: Right, because he was, because because the guy was saying, because wasn't it my guy that I liked, the the campaign manager? Or was he, it yeah, he else?
2: had said to his account that he felt that it was an accident because he, he said that what he could see almost the reaction uh, uh, of the shot. But at, at the same part, like, who, who, who knows, you, you get owned it up to carelessness uh, in gun ownership because whether it was, uh, there was a clip in there or not, or one in the, or anything in there or, or one of the chamber there or not, you shouldn't, you should never put a gun to your head and pull a fucking trigger. Like, gun safety here. So, maybe he was just, uh, you know, high and being careless and irresponsible gun ownership. But it also could have been
1: very well uh, a suicide, you know, we all have sad days. Now, one of my other favorite characters in this and the documentary painted a beautiful picture of him was the oversized weight guy uh, that owned, like, a thrift store and then they had to do this badass music of him riding on a jet ski, lifting his sunglasses. Oh, oh yeah. That God, that guy was awesome.
2: That guy is... Uh, I, I feel that... Uh, James Garrett so I had the names of everybody here by the way too the guy that you guys like is John ranky uh, but yeah um James said seems to be just like the
1: classic like sleazy Hollywood sleazy guy do you know if you're reminding me of Jonah Hill's character from Wolf of Wall Street
0: yeah
2: bro it
1: was someone who's yeah
2: that's a probably a good uh, comparison someone who's just um quick to backstab you quick to to help himself out
1: now Ryan, because of everything that happened in the documentary, as of right now, Joe Exotic is in jail. Um, do you think that Joe Exotic is guilty without a shadow of a doubt?
0: Yes, because he got I mean he got charged with um the illegally selling like illegally illegally trading tiger cubs, like exotic animals and like, animal abuse because he put him down which he admitted to um the five tigers and then he got three counts for uh hiring someone to go kill carol fucking baskins and i think he was completely party to it um but i think that it's fucked up he's the only one that got in trouble for it when you have this other guy the The guy who was paid the money to go kill her, and he took off and went to South Carolina. He openly admitted that he took the money to go kill her, but he um, he just didn't. So like, yes, I yes I believe he did it. He is in jail for a good reason, but I think it's kind of fucked up that he's the only one that got in trouble mm. for it. Like that, the one guy, John John Lowe, the the douchey uh, Jeff guy that's almost sixty. Yeah, yeah Jeff Lo, Jeff Low. Yep, his name's Jeff Lowe. Jeff Lowe, the yeah, he's. I don't understand how he's not in prison, because I feel like from what we saw in the documentary, he's just as culpable. He's in also it a as bad guy. Jeff. He's a very bad guy. Is he? Well, here's the, thing. they're all bad guys. Like even Carol is a bad person.
1: Yeah,
2: I I think the one thing that this documentary did a successful job of showing is that every one of them. Uh, including uh,
1: Doc, right? The guy who has the uh, uh, I I love I love <clears throat> Doc Antle, by the way.
2: Who, uh, yeah. But that that all of these people, and no matter how hard they point the finger at one another, they're still fucking crazy. Like all of them are, are in the same boat, you know. And and it's 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 just going nowhere. And uh, yeah, I'll, hopefully this. I I think since this has happened, there have been. Uh, some pushes for big cat rescues or, or some wild wildcat or wildlife uh, uh,
1: kind of policies have been pushed. I want to know how does a how does a chubby guy with a ponytail on the same stage with Britney Spears in 2001 create some sort of quote unquote sanctuary when women call him God? Like this guy is amazing, and I mean that not literally. Like. Oh my god. It's just well, confidence, it's easy. Man. It's it's ego. Are so are, are are you telling me that all I need to do to get women to surround me is get a cute little tiger cub and then boom, it's just right there? It's like shooting fish in a barrel. Because this guy, going off of what Ryan said earlier in the show, you know, about being an attractive dude and stuff, dude's not attractive, right. Dude's not, you know, dude's not Tom Fucking Cruise, right? Brad Pitt. So but he has like oodles of women. Just yeah, just so you are uh,
2: aware, or maybe need a reminder, and, and maybe it doesn't matter to you. These these women, uh no matter how you look at them, they they are most certainly not stable.
1: Well, like, yes, they all they're, have they're, they're daddy. <laughs> being man- yes.
2: manipulative or manip- uh, manipulated themselves, or or they are them or they're just on a different planet altogether. You know, so um, I don't know any any woman over the age of 40 that willingly paints themselves as a large cat and parades themselves in public, it's just, uh, you know, uh, it's like something happened. Something something happened in that woman's life.
1: Yeah, daddy wasn't there. Um, so <laughs> I just I just love the, the, the Doc Antle stuff. Like, I just... Wow, I'm I'm also shocked that one of Joe's exotics uh, female zookeepers got her arm bitten off by the tiger, and she still goes back to work. Like I find that just absolutely and amazing, and she
0: actually seemed to be level-headed, or or is it just me? Yeah, like all the workers seem level-headed, uh, especially at Joe's place. I mean, there's the one guy who's uh, he's a line cook at the end of the end of the series. Um he seems a little off, but I feel like all the other workers at the GW Zoo seem to be like good genuinely good people.
1: Now, okay, so this is one thing I, I thought about I wanted to ask you guys so a little BTS, a little behind the scenes or movie guys once a year, uh, we try to get together just to hang out for the weekend. and I, I thought about this. like if we went to Florida or whatever as a group and one of you guys was like, hey, let's go to this private zoo i'd be like no like i didn't think this stuff existed and if and since they do exist if my wife or you guys were like hey let's go to this crazy guy's farm and check out tigers my first answer would be no like why do people go to this shit i
2: i've i've been to one
1: you've been to one
2: so here's the story just just real quick and I don't you know for for most of the times sake um I go camping uh annually with the family in a place in Ontario and um well, a little place in south Ontario and you know it's a fun little spot little provincial park it's very nice there is a zoo right by there that is just kind of basically uh, some dude's house and he has a big old yard in the back you know, it's kind of one of those touristy trap things um, later on when you get into uh, kind of a, the backwoods of, of uh, southern Ontario. But yeah, it's kind of like, you know, akin to like a prehistoric forest type of thing. You just got like, you know, a, a few animals here and there. It's, it seems kind of silly, but um, it, it's been there, you know. Okay.
1: I mean, I never would go. I mean, to be honest with you, there, there it... are other types. Like uh, I know that
2: there are like a uh, serpent houses. There are bird
1: houses. Like there, there's okay. Well, birds are one things. So they're not man eating tigers, and that's the thing. It's like if I want to go see a tiger, I'm gonna go to an actual freaking zoo. You know, where people are trained and like, I love how Joe exotic, which, which I call bullshit on this one, Joe exotic, when he was being attacked by the tiger, when he was sniffing and grabbing his shoe, you know, and I was screaming at the, uh, at the, uh, at the screen when I was watching it, where he, where he was like, you know, definitely somebody per- somebody put perfume on my shoe to make the tiger attack. No, no, they didn't. You were in a cage with a man eating tiger. He's just, you cannot control this. Like, you know, it's like, hey, I'm going to capture a shark and I'm going to swim with it and he's going to bite me. But somebody put perfume on my swimsuit to make the shark bite me. No, no, absolutely not. They just do what tigers do. Yes, they're not domesticated. They're not dogs. I find it. I, I find it absolutely shocking that not a single person at the end of this documentary came to Joe's defense. Every person that worked for him, that were praising him in the first few episodes of this docu-series were like, oh, Joe Exotic's great, no pun intended, we'll suck his dick, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then at at the end of this, not a single fucking person came to his aid, and I was completely shocked by that. It's like, wow.
2: Well, it seems that Joe, again, was just a very selfish person, and just using all these people for his own uh endeavor that um that uh the, the guy rick the guy who was doing the uh, producer the that who's being the documentary uh guy who's yeah recording everything i felt especially bad for him because um, it, it probably was joe that burnt down that fucking thing
1: i was going to ask you guys that question so eric i'll ask you first so you think it's definitely joe that burnt down the crocodile house
2: yeah i i'd say so i know that um <laughs> the fun thing about this show is that any one person that makes an accusation on the other is you know it can't be given any credit because like so this guy Rick, uh, no matter what you how you want to label him, the guy still is, is has had a shaky history and um, very questionable itself. So his credibility is you know about as solid as everyone else's. So it's kind of it's kind of funny, but yeah, I would say that it 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 just may have been. Joe, or, or maybe he paid somebody,
1: because uh, he was out of town during then, right? He was in a funeral in Chicago. Ryan, what about you? Do you think Joe burnt down the crocodile house with all the footage, or do you think somebody else
0: actually did? Well, I mean, I think how the documentary sets it up, um, it's leading you to believe that it was Joe. And I see it very easily that it could have been Joe, because um, as, as the show progresses, the it does a good job of showing like just how bad these people are like they they have a like an issue with self-awareness and like the, the actions that they take so like i could definitely see joe burning this down i i, I don't see rick burning it down because as he said like that's his retirement plan in there all the videotapes for the tiger king tv show he was gonna do and uh, like i don't know how you would spend what did he say? Eight months of his life. Yeah. On Joe's compound, like that, yeah. producing his nightly internet show for him.
1: Which those images of Joe Exotic and his internet video thing is enough to lock him up and throw away the key, right? I mean, like he has sex dolls with Carol Baskett's picture, <laughs> That's or a so great. Or whatever, just literally shooting a gun at it. Uh he takes what a, what was it, a snake? Like a poisonous snake, and was like, I'm gonna put this in her whatever. I'm like, right there,
0: right there, it's it's over with.
1: Like, yeah, a little lot of
0: life threat. What did he the what was the last clip they show, he has a big like pickle jar and he sh- he slams it on the table, says before this is over, I'm gonna have her am f- I'm gonna have her fucking head in this jar. Right? It's like, wow.
1: Uh, we didn't talk about this, but we got to talk about before we close out our episode here. We got to talk about how how Joe Exotic is running for what mayor or governor? Was he running for governor? I think he, he ran was... for president, yeah. then governor. President, then governor. And oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I mean, you make a wave. Uh, I just be
2: thankful that he did it this early because if he had ran for
1: president, maybe in twenty twenty, he might have been, he might have had a chance. Look, I'm just going to call this out right now. There are certain people in this country that can, or should, run for presidency. I am not one of those people. Neither is Joe Exotic. What are you doing? And then they found out that he paid for his campaign with, with his, with his zoo money. It's like, oh, my God. Gotcha. Like, Jesus Christ. And then, you know, he gets so desperate, and he hires this guy from Vegas that rents this house and has beautiful women. And talk about a misogynist. Like, like this guy from Vegas is like, you know, once what did he say? He said he wants, like, a hot nanny because why would you want somebody that's unattractive? It's like, wow, you think about stuff like that. I just want to think about somebody who can help me take care of my child. Who cares if she's hot or not? Like, what the fuck?
2: Let's try to bang the
1: nanny, man. Well, of course he is. But it's just like, wow. That just, Jesus Christ. Like, I'm just shocked. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I was going into this just wondering what the hype is about. I thought I was going to watch just a crazy redneck who likes to shoot guns and bleeds red, white, and blue and has tigers. I did not know we were going to get into this, which is probably perhaps the greatest story of all time. This is, this is, and I truly, honestly believe that. This is batshit crazy. Like, this is, this is probably one of the greatest stories of all time. I never thought it would go from a murder mystery to meth addicts to drug dealers yeah. to hit people like, oh, my God.
2: It went up and down. It went pretty fast, pretty quick. It just kept on going.
0: I don't want to prolong this too much, but I think it's a good, a fun hypothetical. The the inevitable uh, movie adaptation from Hollywood comes out. Who do you cast as Joe Exotic? Well, I don't know who you cast as Joe Exotic right now, but I do know who just
1: signed the contract for Kayla Basket. Who? Uh, she Actually, actually, this is legit. Uh, she signed the contract to play Kate McKinnon from SNL. For, re- for real? For real. They're doing an actual movie? Absolutely. Kate McKinnon, you can IMDb Are oh, you it.
2: kidding me? All these people are about to get paid. You kid- Yeah, hell
1: yeah. The game, I want movie rights. Kate McKinnon from SNL. My girl, Kate uh, McKinnon. I love Kate McKinnon. She is going to play Carol uh, Basket, but... and she will play an amazing Carol Basket. Who'd you play? Jokes, I don't know. James Franco? Like... James Franco would be a fun Joe Exotic. Um, oh, James Franco actually is a good idea. I don't know if I can argue that one. Ryan, yeah.
0: Ryan,
1: Ryan what do you say? Who would
0: play a good Joe Exotic? My first go-to was Zach Galifianakis. Now, obviously, you'd have to lose weight, but I think like that's the personality I thought. That's actually but pretty actually, good. James Franco is, is a good choice, too. Zach Galifianakis from Hangover? Yeah. Well, I guess Zach Galifianakis could have played Bagavon. Well, no, it would. Ansel. Doc
1: Ansel? Oh, that'd be fucking funny. <laughs> no, 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 no. Doc Antle is played by John Malkovich. Oh, God, that'd be great. Well, yeah, you know what? Well, either I way. Figure,
0: I figured John Malkovich would be the producer. Oh, <laughs> that'd be funny.
1: Yeah, yeah, John Malkovich. E- would be either the way, producer. we just
0: want like there
1: to be
2: big names that, that get into this, too, you know?
1: But I think I think Kate McKinnon as Carol Bassett is actually personal. I want to know who's gonna play uh,
2: his his shirtless boyfriend uh, John John Finlay.
1: That would be James Franco.
2: Oh yeah, that one might be better it was James Franco
1: toothless. That would be that would be that would be his shirtless boyfriend. No, not toothless, but the, but the boyfriend who killed himself. That oh, would no, be Franco.
2: Oh, no, I want the other one. The other guy looks for his you know his, looks like his tongue's in jail.
1: <laughs> Kids. That's what meth does to you. Yeah, I love he... to. I love to. By the way, how toothless? Let me go. I'm toothless. That's his name to me. How he goes to the tattoo shop and gets the Joe Exotic cover tattoo. Like that was just funny.
0: Privately owned by Joe Exotic. Did you see the uh,
2: the Joe McHale uh, talk session after?
1: I, I watched probably a few minutes, like maybe five at most. I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore.
2: Uh, it's not bad, but one thing to take from it is that I, everyone that he interviewed. He asked them, "Do you think, do you think Carol Baskin did it?" And without hesitation, So a few of them would didn't even wait for the question to be finished. I think they all of them said yes. I was like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, that bitch did it." <laughs> just the way that they, oh, I just love the hate for this
1: lady. It's just so fun. To go on Ryan's thing, and we'll end it on this one. Okay, we have to do it. This movie's being made, right? This movie's being made. Yep. Tom Hanks has an acting clause. Who does Tom Hanks play? Tom Hanks has to be in this movie. Who does he play? Well, that's I mean, we- Jeff Lowe. I was going to uh, say I've... Jeff Lowe. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> Oh, that would be funny. I'm just saying, you know, because Tom Hanks is in everything and he's doing his, if, his Oscar if we, stuff. If
2: he could do John Finlay, that would be that would be amazing. If he could shave his head. Right. And if he wasn't with John, I, I would be all for that. That would be fucking
0: amazing. Have you guys so. seen Cloud Atlas? I know it's, a, it's from 2012. <laughs> yes, we have.
2: Yeah, I'm still watching when he that played- movie. Yeah.
0: When he plays the British writer, like the one with the Cockney accent, that throws the guy out of the, the window during his book launch. There you go. Jeff Lowe.
1: Jeff Lowe. Wow. Yeah, this... You know what, everybody who's listened to this episode, this was an interesting This was an interesting watch, and I know we're a little bit late on the gun here on the hype of Tiger King, but uh, if you have not seen it yet, if you're that person that's like, eh, I don't really want to check this out, you need to see this this is the greatest story that you'll ever see like you cannot believe that this is real one of the things that shocked me at in the, the documentary was that there are more tigers held in captivity by private owners than free tigers in the world like it just shocked me like this is this is crazy this is nonsense like i cannot believe this is actually real and i mean but it is so, this is the most entertaining garbage you'll ever see in your life. It's just amazing. And you need to check this out, because you will be completely entertained. Completely entertained. Uh, Eric, you got any last thoughts on
0: that? No, I See you for the movie. <laughs> Ryan, how about you, bud? It's it's trash cinema, basically. Um, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility to see, like, if this were a John Waters movies in, uh, movie in the 90s. But... Yeah, I mean it's easy breezy. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous fun. It's garbage,
1: but we hope next week's not going to be garbage because we'll be coming back with everybody with a new episode movie review of Onward. This is continuing our Disney retrospective. The last one we did was Aladdin last year, or was it Lion King? No, it was Aladdin. Aladdin was the last one we reviewed. So hopefully this one's better. I'm excited for Onward. Are you guys excited to see that one?
2: It's a good movie. Oh, okay. You've I've seen already it. seen it. I
1: have, I have not seen it yet. I was waiting to watch it with the family here. So
2: You like it because you have a brother, so it
1: might, it might hit a little bit harder for you. Oh, it's a brother story. Well, enjoy the movie. Oh, okay. Ryan, have you <laughs> seen it yet? I have not. Okay. All right, well, everybody. Well, next week we'll be seeing Onward. Again, like always, make sure to check us out at movieguyspodcast.com and all social media. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week for Onward. Have a good night.